Welcome to the 412 Podcast and a very happy new year to everyone. My name is Jeremy Davis. I'm the Associate Pastor here at FBC Mustang and your host for another episode. And today we've got the one and only John Brewer on the episode. John, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. How was uh, how was Christmas? It was wonderful. Got everything you could ever hope to get, right? Everything I wanted, mainly oh. because I always just pick my gifts out. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm getting. There's no surprises. Very good. Um, so what what is uh, what's something at Christmas time you you and Aaliyah and the the boys like to do? Oh man, um, one of our traditions is we will go and look at all the lights, like in Nichols Hills mm. and some of those older, more established neighborhoods and yeah. huge homes with beautiful decorations and we'll go out to eat and that kind of became a tradition over the past few years that, yeah. that we've carried on. Yeah. Yeah. My kids have not, uh, are not quite old enough to appreciate Nichols Hills. So yeah. we just, we just go to Westbury or wherever, just <laughs> whatever, whatever the closest neighborhood is that isn't our own and just drive through. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, today we are talking about multi-generational ministry um, and a multi-generational approach to ministry. Um, that, that is something that we focus on. And, um, you know, I don't know that I have Michael's consent, uh, but, but Pastor Michael will be uh, a guest on this episode, whether he realizes it or not. Uh, but I have a couple clips from a two-part series uh, that he preached on the 10th and 17th of December. Um, where he, he speaks to our multi-generational approach to ministry and why some of that is important. Um, but, but before we get there, John, multi-generational ministry uh, is really important in your ministry area. Um, so speak to just a little bit uh, of why having multi-generation or multiple generations together uh, in, in your music ministry is so important. Why, why is that a, a help and a benefit uh, to the people participating and to the church? Sure. I think first and foremost, as with anything that we do uh, in our church, we want it to be biblically based and founded uh, in what Scripture tells us. And multi-generational worship is is modeled for us all throughout Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, scripture knows nothing of dividing um, out our age groups, sending them to separate locations for worship, right. uh, but rather um, training up and teaching the younger generations and declaring God's goodness and his faithfulness, um, altogether is something that's, that's modeled for us. And so if that's modeled for the church, then I want, uh, that to be modeled for the worship ministry as well. And, uh, primarily because the worship ministry is meant to be a microcosm of the church. Yeah. And we want the, the worship ministry to look like the church so that when we lead the church in worship, um, Every generation can look up and, and be represented uh, from the platform. Now, we recognize there's some limitations to that in the sense of what is practical um, to be able to do on a week-to-week basis. You right. know, we can't use our kids and students every single week, uh, but we do want our church to see them with regularity and see the value of having them in worship. And uh, something right. that Michael's alluded to when he's when he's been preaching and Something we discuss often is, you know, our younger people need to be in the room with someone who has decades of life experience uh, under their belt. Absolutely. And not only life experience, but more importantly, um, experience with walking with the Lord uh, to be able to say, you know what, I've, I've lived 70 years mm-hmm. and I can still say uh, that following God is worth it, yeah. uh, that God is faithful. And um, uh, on the other hand, our, our senior adults and our older saints 
need the youth and energy and excitement uh, that uh, the the kids and students can bring uh, to to the to the room. Yeah. And um, we want to value every age and every life experience because uh, culture has a way of devaluing some of those. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what the Bible does. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think it's really good insight, and I think it's helpful for people to understand um, because I think traditionally, um, you know, you have a kids choir, and you know, once a quarter or twice a year, uh, you you put them up on the steps, let them sing a couple songs, everyone takes some pictures, and it's not there's not any real intentional thinking uh, that goes behind it uh, for a lot of churches. And I think it's gone on for a lot of years. Um, similar, uh, similarly, uh, in adult Sunday school, we've, we've seen this also, and I know there's some benefit to having age groups, especially as you are dividing, uh, your kids into different classes and trying to make those manageable and all of that. Uh, but as you get into, uh, our adult Sunday school classes, uh, you know, if you were to visit our church or, or, or uh, come, come join us sometime, you would notice that most of our classes are, are multi-generational and that is, that's intentional. That's by design. Um, I have uh, a few goals uh, that, that we are uh, working towards as, as we have adult Sunday school. Uh, the first one of those is, is that the primary purpose is to enhance God-centered thinking, um, and that's, that's for all for God's glory. And I think that we can enhance our, our God-centered thinking when we see older believers or uh, uh, people that, that have just walked through different things than we have. Uh, have a God-centered thinking as they, they approach different topics in life, different mm-hmm. things in life. Um, and I think that's that's a really important thing as we move forward in, in our Sunday school classes uh, and in our ministries in general. Um, another one is to enhance uh, spiritual maturity. Um, and that is, we see that in other people. Um, when, when we look at somebody else in our life, uh, we we can another believer we can we can grow from the maturity that they have as they walk through whatever situation or just in the normal things of life we can watch them learn and adapt and we mature in our in our own spirituality mm-hmm. um, in our own walk with the Lord um, John who who are some people in your life maybe that have that have really benefited uh, you in in your ministry and just as you walk with the Lord. Um, cause I, I can, I'd be willing to bet that the, the people that have impacted you the most are not people, your age, uh, your, your <laughs> peers. They're probably guys that, that have been older than you have walked through things uh, before you got there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I have several people like that for me in my life. Um, some that are not here in, in, in Mustang. Uh, obviously, my dad is is one person that that I look up to. He was he is in worship ministry still after forty yeah. something years, and um, uh, I look to him. Um, my former boss, when I was working in the Fort Worth area, he's about twenty years ahead of me in life. Yeah, and um, he it's it's odd, kind of odd for me because I'm now getting to the age of where he was whenever I first started working for him, right. um, which is just a crazy thought. But um, having him twenty years down the road is is uh, somebody that I look to uh, for wisdom and advice, and mm-hmm. just uh, I just watch them. Um, same for a couple guys here on staff with Michael and Jeff. They're about 10 years ahead of me. Um, there are faithful guys here in the church um, that are huge encouragements to me, uh, one being Johnny Carroll, um, mm. Robert Wood, uh, who plays piano for us, yeah. Mark Up Church. Um, just some guys that uh, are regularly around me mm-hmm. and uh, investing um, 
in the life of the church, but also just seeking to be an encouragement to me. Yeah. Um, is huge. And I could name a whole host of, of men that are here in the church and are yeah. faithful examples of how to live life. Yeah. That's, that's so true. And, uh, that's, that's one thing I, I appreciate from, uh, our, your and my, uh, friendship and working relationship is, uh, yeah, you're, you're five, six years ahead of me with, with your boys and getting to watch somebody who, he, he has a son that has left middle school now. I have a son that will be here just uh, in about a year and a half, will be in middle school. Um, and I can kind of follow your example and some of that and learn learn a lot from you. Um, and I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, another goal of my, my adult Sunday school classes is uh, to enhance uh, fellowship among believers. And I think, I think we can do that when we have multiple generations of people. Um, you know, fellowships are hard when everybody in the class needs a babysitter. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but if you can, if you can bring together a group of people and, uh, you could bring your kids along and you're not the only person having to keep an eye out, uh, on, on your kid because everybody else has kids as well. Uh, that just, that just enhances that fellowship time Mm -hmm. that makes, that makes things easier during that time. Um, and then lastly, a a big goal of ours is to enhance the church. And I think we do that through, uh, growing our leaders, uh, um, and we grow leaders by having uh, other people be able to pour into them that have already uh, uh, been teachers or leaders in the church. Um, we, we fight false teaching. And false teaching is one of those things that, that comes along over and over and over again. Um, and so what, what I may be facing for the first time today, uh, Jeff or Michael on staff, they are facing it for the second or third time, whatever that is. And so they, they know how to combat those things, and I can learn from them. Uh, we want to support families um, as we enhance our church, and that is something – you know, when you go down through our preschool area, now the majority of the people that are working down there are not parents with preschoolers right now. They are people that have had preschoolers in the past, um, that they're, they're grandparents and uh, or older parents, and they can they they have the bandwidth to go and take care of preschoolers right now because they're not doing it every single day at mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to help root people in God's word, and we want to share the gospel. And those are all things that you learn uh, with experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you you walk through those. Uh, and you, you can learn as, as people have gone through that. Uh, we just had uh, 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 Coach T, as he calls himself, up in our, our Crossroads room. And uh, he, was, he was teaching uh, on evangelism. And he has years of experience. And so many of the, the college students are in that class. They have almost no experience. Um, and so he was able to pass so many things down to them. And both, both what worked both and uh, as well as what did not work. Uh, and those things are a huge benefit. So thinking about music ministry, just the the skills that are passed. Do you do you see do you see uh, just skills and talents that are passed from one generation to the next as you mix people up? Um, not just on the you know the the spiritual biblical education side of things, uh, but but I would think just your your practical. You know, you have a somebody on your praise team who is a junior in high school standing next to somebody who's been on the praise team uh, for 15 years and you know, they're, they're in their fifties. What, what are some things that they're learning in that moment as they're getting to sing ne- next to someone older than them? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. And I think it actually goes a little bit <laughs> both ways. Um, we have some very talented students, uh, obviously, um, here. Um, but yeah, there is, there is a, a, a level of maturity um, that our students can observe in our adult praise team members and our mm-hmm. adult leaders. 
um, that maybe they still lack uh, or are growing and developing, um, which is natural as they should. Right. Um, so I think that's one of their biggest benefits is is being around uh, some of those adults and and picking up on their maturity, picking up on the things that are most important about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That it's not about just singing the right music or the right notes, the right rhythms, and singing with musicality. Yeah. Um, I'll also say that some of our students show up. Uh, with a level of preparation that is very high in the excellence category. Mm. Um, and they devote a lot of their time to preparing and it's, it's uh, kind of holds our adults accountable, you know, yeah. because they're, they're used to as students uh, preparing multiple things throughout the week with their own ensembles at school and, um, and all state auditions and things that they're required to do that raises right. the bar for them in a musical way that an adult probably hasn't had to do in a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, as adults, as you know, we can get comfortable uh, week in and week out because we've got our own jobs and life and everything that's right. that we're facing. And so there is a mutual benefit, you know, that it, it holds the, the feet of the adults to the fire, yeah. um, but it also challenges our students to, to grow in maturity and wisdom. Right. Yeah, that's so good. I'd like to cut to uh, a couple clips from our pastor uh, preaching through Luke 1, 39 through 42, as he talks about the relationship between Mary and Elizabeth. Here's a clip from December 10th. Here is Mary who has heard from heaven and believes the message. And she's going to go and spend some time with Elizabeth. Now this is just a bit of a side note, but, but I do think this is important to catch. I think part of what we see here is the beauty and the joy of having relationships with people in different generations than you. I think that's important. The Bible tells us of Elizabeth that she was in old age, according to verse 36. We know that Mary was quite young. And yet there's a friendship, there's a bond, there's a relationship. I think that's important. And I think that's a very important part, not only of our lives individually, but must be an important part of life in the body of Christ. It's something that we just saw visually even tonight, today on the platform, as we saw elementary age children and, and behind me we saw middle schoolers and high schoolers standing right next to adults singing and worshiping together. And that's purposeful. That's, that's philosophical. That's not just something that happens once or twice a year. It's something all throughout the life of our church we try to build in that we want to see all generations in ministry together, worshiping together, blending their lives together. It's one of the reasons why on the Lord's Day we don't have services divided by different styles or music or preference because we don't want the church just meeting with people who look just like them and act just like them and think just like them. We want to be a body of Christ that's blended together. It's critically important. And in your own life, it's important to have friends who are younger than you. It's important to have friendships with those who are older than you. People that you can look up to and learn from and people that you can invest in and help. People who maybe have some experience and wisdom you don't yet have and also to have some 
people in your life that have some ideas and energy and, and vitality about them that, to keep us from just growing frustrated as we grow old. This is an important part of the story. That here, Mary is going to see and stay with Elizabeth because of a closeness and a, a bond that they share. Now, Mary has a lot to deal with. The joy, the excitement, the honor. And I would imagine about 10,000 questions as she walked that 70-mile journey that are flooding her heart and flooding her mind. And here's a clip from his sermon December 17th as he finished uh, this short series on Luke 1. Faith and their trust, they are both believing the Word of God. They are both following through on what they have been called to do, and their faith is strengthening the faith of each other. I mentioned last week also that I, I think it's also worth noting the, the significance and the blessing in our lives of having close relationships with people in different generations. Mary is young, and the text tells us that Elizabeth was old. And I think that's worth noting, that there is something really good about being a young person than having older people in your life that you can trust, that you look up to, that builds your faith, that can help you, that can pray for you, that can point the way for you, that can sustain you. I think that's very important. And too many people, when they're young, tend to look at older people and assume they have somehow lost all their intelligence or that the world just began a few years ago. Or that people that are over 40 or 50 or 60 are so out of touch, they have nothing to offer. And that's really tragic. It really is. Because one of the great blessings the Lord has given to his people is the joy of being a part of a body of Christ where, according to the New Testament, the older are to teach the younger. And older women teach the younger women. And you've got elders in your church and elders that you look up to in the faith who can help you and strengthen you. And those of you who are young, and you can identify yourself if you feel young or not, if you're young, one of the great blessings you have in this particular local church is you've got hundreds of people older than you. And they don't know everything. They're not perfect. But you've got a significant gathering of wisdom as a part of your church. And I want to encourage you younger people to tap into that. To purposefully make friendships with people who are older than you. To purposefully look around in your Sunday school class and say, who, who's a bit further down the road of life than I am. Take them to dinner and buy them dinner and talk to them and build a friendship with them. Sit by them at church on some Sunday mornings and just talk to them 
Build a friendship with them. Let them know how they can be praying for you. It may seem kind of strange at first. A lot of friendships are. But it's worth it. Because one of the great blessings Mary has here is having someone in her life who, though much older, is someone that will build and strengthen her faith. And it's true the other way. Those of you who are older, I'll let you pick if that's you or not. But those of you who are older, by the way, if you want to know if you're older, just look around. Do you see a lot of people younger than you? If so, there you go. Those of us who are older, we, we need to go out of our way to have friends within the body of Christ who are younger than us. This is very important. Because churches that don't do that develop these fractions between the church. And older and younger can tend to see each other as kind of the opposition instead of a great blessing. And, and those who are older in the church need to be reminded that life is not about looking backwards. I mean, just think of the example in Scripture that there is a right way to look back and there is a wrong way to look back. In Joshua, when the Lord leads his people through the Jordan River, he tells them to go back and to, and to pick up stones to build these stones of remembrance so that when your children and grandchildren say, what are these stones about? You can remind them of the faithfulness of God. That's the right way to look back where you use what you've learned from the Lord and of the Lord to inspire faith in the younger generation. And there you have it. There are some of our thoughts um, and kind of an introduction to why we have a multi-generational ministry approach in our church, um, not just in music, not just in Sunday school, but, but all throughout. John, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. We, we always love having you here. Thanks for having me. Yep, absolutely. And thank you, listener, for being a part. Thank you, Mr. Samuel Campos, for producing and making us sound good and putting all the pieces together. Thank you for joining us for the 412 Podcast. We look forward to seeing you very soon. Mm-hmm.